I'm Matt Mancini. And I'm Nate Jefferson. And today we are hosting our second episode of the second season of the Spartan Journal podcast. And we're joined today by Vince Perciulo, and we're just revisiting the boom in electric vehicles. So let's just get it right started. So what do you guys think? Well, what's been going on with electric vehicles? What are some new developments that we've seen? Because I think we talked about it for like fourth or fifth episode, we were talking about electric vehicles, but what, what's happened since then? So the first thing that I'm going to say is there's a really interesting trend happening in the automotive industry. So for people who don't know, I've, I, what cars are one of my favorite subjects to study. I've been very um, involved. uh, I've worked in the industry since 2016 in some capacity, and I've just been following the industry for years. What's really interesting that I'm seeing right now is obviously Ford just unveiled the, uh, the F-150 Lightning, which is a, which is a very, very huge step for electric electrification because Ford just electrified the best-selling vehicle in America. Um, but you're seeing this trend where you have a lot of auto manufacturers like Mercedes, Audi, um, and other manufacturers who are introducing new vehicles. Like Mercedes has their EQ line, Audi has the e-tron. Like they're creating these brand new names for electric vehicles. But what Ford's doing that's really interesting is they are adding electrification to their, to their bread and butter products, the Mustang and the F-150. And why that's significant is that Like, for example, Tesla has such awesome brand recognition. Like, everyone knows what a Tesla is. Everyone knows what, what, like, the the Model S was the first model to come out and so on and so forth. Ford is, I think why this is such a great solution that Ford's doing is because Ford is adding that recognition factor to the electrification portion. Like, they're, they're adding... So when people say electric Mustang, like I know what the Mustang is. You get yeah. electric now? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, the, everyone knows what the F-150 is. They're, electrif- they're electrifying the F-150. So I think Ford's marketing strategy is going to boast very, very well for them in the next five or 10 years. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you take something that's already existing, you already have that brand recognition and you're just kind of adding on to it. It's, it's, a, it's a golden opportunity. And I think I saw that, 40% of all of their electric vehicles, they all of their vehicles in general, they want to be electrified by 2030, which I just right. think is crazy because, I mean, we don't really have that many electric vehicles, but I think like a big part about this is the charging stations. All, if you, if you turn on like, you know, Wall Street Journal or Bloomberg News, all they're talking about is these charging stations. And I think that's really big because when we were younger, we were all talking about, oh, how are we going to get electric vehicles? You know, there's nowhere to actually charge it. What are you going to do? Charge it in your garage? But now they're coming out with these charging stations. And I think that's like a really big development because we're finally able to have these electric vehicles and have them be useful for us. So I think that's a, that's a pretty big development. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really just interested to just to see how this whole thing plays out. I know right now, Tesla is doing its thing and I was reading an article where it was basically saying that Tesla's taking a large portion of the market share um, of electric vehicles obviously because it's been a maverick within the within the industry but also it's taking some share of the luxury vehicle industries um, just from the fact that it's an electric vehicle and its name is out it's everywhere people are loving it like over the past two years I've been hearing more people wanting to get a Tesla than a Lamborghini or Ferrari or a Bentley. And five, six, seven years ago, we would never think something like that. Like Tesla wasn't a big name like that. Its brand wasn't recognized like that. And 
these luxury vehicle, these luxury vehicle companies, they recognize this and they're trying to hop on the wave of, okay, so Tesla's the now, but what's the future? It could be Tesla as well if we don't do something right now, if we don't step in and make some type of change within our business model, within our products. And Vincent, you, you hit on it exactly. What they're doing right now is pretty much understanding, hey, these cars previously had a lot of clout within the industry. You know, people love them. Mustangs, people love the Mustangs. Why don't we do what Tesla's doing with the electric vehicle, but then put our own little spin on it with using the brand that our old vehicle had, but giving it the incentive to do what Tesla's vehicles are doing, which is being sustainably um, sustainable vehicles for our, our uh, customers to be able to use. And at the end of the day, like we said with the previous electric vehicle podcast and all these ESG conversations, this is the way that the world is shifting towards just more sustainable usage of vehicles, more sustainable ways to invest. People want to take care of their environment. And so if companies are hopping on board to this new way of living, then I feel like they'll be a lot more successful in the future. No, absolutely. And then, um, and they just, just to kind of piggyback of, off what you were saying about the electric vehicles is that many, like, like I was saying with Audi and Mercedes, like I think what, what auto, what automakers have to start doing is they have to start adding recognition to their automotive, like, like, like to, to their electric vehicles. And I think once they start doing that, because I don't know if you guys have been following Ford stock, but Ford has been hitting a year long high. They're now at $16 or the, the, the high this week as we're recording is was 1637 or somewhere around there, which is so high. Um, so shareholders have had a very, very positive reaction on, on this news, which is, um, which is awesome. So um, it's, it's, again, it's going to be really interesting to see um, what Ford does in the next few years, because if I don't know if you guys know this as well, but they've also um, announced, I think it was a few months ago that the transit, uh, their commercial delivery van is also going to come in an electric powertrain as an option. And I think that's something very important to keep in mind. Ford is offering the F-150 Lightning the Lightning is a trim package within the F-150 lineup. It's, it's a separate powertrain. I find it very hard to believe that all production vehicles are going to be electric. Like, like, like people have these, these kind of projections on, on what kind of uh, vehicles or, or how much of electric vehicles are, or, or vehicles are going to be electric. I, I, I think there's, I'm, I'm very skeptical or skeptical upon how that's all going to work out because I still think that uh, gasoline vehicles are here to stay, but I don't really know how long they're going to stay. I, I, I just don't think that they're just going to be completely eliminated soon. Like people are expecting. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm just, I'm just sharing the current stock price of Ford and it's, it's gone up a pretty significant amount in the past year or so. And I think this is kind of just, just a testament to, how revolutionary they are. I mean, like you guys said, they're already a recognizable firm. Everybody knows Ford. I, yeah, I was just watching a show yesterday and it was based in the 1920s and it had a Ford vehicle. I mean, Ford has been around forever. And I think that's why a lot of these companies, and I think Nate touched upon it, a lot of these companies like Ferrari and Lamborghini, they're now starting to come up with electric vehicles because they know that it's, it's just this bandwagon effect. I mean, they're all trying to hop on the bandwagon and get a piece of the action, which I think is great because, you know, yeah, it's, they're all following each other, but at least they're doing it towards a good cause. At least they're doing it towards something that's going to be sustainable. 
I want to see what we're going to be like within 15 years. Like if I could just take a look into the future, get an idea of what we're going to look like, man, I'd pay anything to be able to do that. Just where everything is right now, all the innovative, innovative ways we're looking to do things just to provide better lives for ourselves. It's just like, whoa, like we're really making things happen. Like I saw a commercial the other day, basically saying that um, it was a Domino's commercial. And I guess they're starting to roll out these autonomous pizza delivery little driving vehicles. So like they'll just pull up to your house with the pizza in, in the, like the back and like you walk up to the car, grab your pizza and you're done just like that. And I'm like, bro, like what? Like in my mind, I would think that, you know, something like that would happen in like 10 years, maybe like 2035. You got pizza cars coming to your house, just dropping off pizza, like what? But no, we're happening. We're seeing these things happen in, in 2021. So I can only imagine what's going to happen in 10 years, in 15 years. Like, will we even have people driving cars if they really want to, right? Like, that's the thing that I, I'm interested to see. And I feel like more than anything, our government understands the positive benefits of adopting electric vehicles, adopting autonomous vehicles. Um, I think we were, uh, the United States, uh, specifically the Biden administration was looking to work with GM to be able to get electric vehicles within their uh, their fleet of government vehicles. And with that, I think he was also looking to incentivize um, car manufacturers to be uh, carbon neutral within the future, or at least reduce some of their carbon emissions. And in doing that, you know, adopting electric vehicles can be an awesome way to be able to hit those goals, hit those targets. So my question to you all is, what do you think is going to be the ideal future for, let's say the United States for right now, what's going to, what's the United States going to look like in 10 years with this whole electric vehicle uh, craze hitting us? I mean, I hope we have a ton. You, you brought up a good point about autonomous cars. I think autonomous cars are great. I mean, Think about going on the highway, how, how many, I think there's like 43,000 vehicle deaths per year. If you had autonomous cars, that would be probably halved, if not non-existent, because the biggest indicator of a vehicle death is either people falling asleep on the road, drunk driving, all that kind of stuff. So if you have a computer that just does it for you and knows exactly where you're going, I think that'd be great. It'd be wonderful. You just, you know, you just put on your autopilot and just go and take a nap in the back seat. So I think it would be, it'd be pretty cool to have autonomous cars and electric vehicles. And I think that also, maybe not you guys, but I'm definitely thinking about buying an electric vehicle for my first car. I mean, I'll probably buy my first car around 20, 25 or 25, 30. I'll probably get my first like real car. And I think it'd be an electric vehicle. I mean, by that time, they'll be pretty affordable. So and what and, do you guys you, think? No. No, I was just going to say that I think that electric vehicles are a lot more practical than gasoline vehicles in a lot of ways. Like many people don't know that electric vehicles like don't require as much maintenance as a gasoline vehicle. Like you don't have to take them in for oil changes. You don't have to get uh, timing belts replaced. There's a whole variety of stuff that you don't have to do anymore with an electric vehicle. Essentially, you just have to change your brakes and then you might have to, um, you know, recalibrate the computer. But there are a lot less things. They're a lot. They're less moving parts in an electric vehicle, so less stuff to go wrong. So that's the first thing to note. And then just for for city drivers, 
or for people who don't have long commutes, electric vehicles make a lot of sense. Now we do know that electric vehicles don't have the range that gasoline vehicles offer. Um, but that's where the other subject of hydrogen comes in. So hydrogen powertrains work similar to an electric vehicle, but they fill up in about four or five minutes, like a regular gasoline vehicle, you fill it up with hydrogen. Um, and they offer like 400, 400 uh, to 500 miles of range. Toyota has, I, I actually, I think it's more like 350 to 400. I'm have to recheck those numbers, but Toyota has actually had a hydrogen car in production since 2014. It came, the Mariah was called. It came out around that time. And they just introduced the second generation of that car. So that's going to be really interesting seeing the creation of hydrogen like going more towards mainstream. The thing that I question is, is they don't really have the infrastructure for hydrogen yet. I think they're, they only have stations in California and I don't know what other states are going to do about it yet. So that's going to be really interesting. But um, to kind of go back to Nate, what you were saying about like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but actually CNBC um, released an article saying that Lamborghinis, so Lamborghini announced their plan for a fully electric car before 2030. Um, so they're going to launch a fully electric car in the second half of the decade. And they laid out a road, quote, a roadmap to the decarbonization of future Lamborghini models. In, in their factory site, in their headquarters. And the next 10 years sees the company transitioning to hybrid models before they launch to a fully electric car. And Ferrari actually just released a plug-in hybrid version of the car, a, a plug-in hybrid call called the SF90 Stradale. So there's a lot of stuff in the supercar sector of, of automobiles. It's super interesting. So these supercar makers are fully embracing it as well. And I, and I can imagine that Ferrari is probably going to release an electric car in the near future as well. Really quick, Vincent, you talked about the fuel range for an electric vehicle. Can you go over some of the pros and cons of owning an electric vehicle over owning a regularly fuel efficient vehicle that uses, uh, I guess, regular gasoline? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, the, the, I think the main issue is the range. So electric vehicles don't offer as much range as the gasoline vehicles do. Um, however, uh, the and also what might also differ is the pricing between um like the electrify america the the electric stations i don't know how much those go i don't know if those go on a timing basis um so i don't know if the, how much the costs differ from there but i think the overall cost to maintain an electric car is cheaper than a gasoline vehicle again i have to check those numbers but based on the fact that electric vehicles don't have um, a lot of moving parts. There's less stuff to go wrong. Um, th the thing that I also question is the overall reliability of an electric car, because this is a relatively new technology. Um, people still are trying to refine it and stuff like that. And also, I mean, we know just, just based off owning phones and stuff like that, like batteries over time are not as powerful as they were when they are, were brand new. With a gasoline vehicle, you can just like, you know, replace those parts and it can be good as new. But you'd in this situation, you would probably have to swap out the battery. So I'm very interested to see also the, how the automakers embrace that, how they make um, the battery making process, if that becomes um, more like sustainable and how they recycle the batteries. I wonder if how that's going to be more sustainable as well. But Nate, I'm, I'm going to double check my facts about the pros and cons to um, electric and gasoline ownership, but I'm pretty sure those are the two main things that people can focus on. But I, I think yeah. reliability and range are the two biggest things when it comes to electric and gas. That battery point, it's a good point because when you think about your phone, let's say you have an iPhone 
and it gets to acting all wonky and stuff. Sometimes, typically, it's due to the battery life of the iPhone just not being what it used to be. And so with that, like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't go to a store and just replace the battery. Like, I just buy a new phone. And I don't know if that's just because it's efficient or because, like, I don't know how to do it or like it costs too much. But I'm interested to see how that's going to be transferred over to the electric vehicle world from the standpoint of if the battery in my electric vehicle ends up becoming faulty, will it be easy for me to replace that battery? Like, will it be cost effective for me to replace that battery? Just because, like, that's what allows the electric vehicle to be able to take me from point A to B. And like, if the battery is good, then the car is good, essentially. And I feel like a lot of what's going on with the car, just because it's an electric vehicle, will be based on the power of that battery. So like, I'm interested in knowing like the costs of the battery, um, like repairs, how long they typically last, like all that stuff. So I'll definitely be looking into that for sure. And that still remains to be seen as well. I mean, the good thing about it is that at least you can start recycling the batteries. I think Biden just came out with something where he just launched a plan where it's going to be a lot easier to recycle these batteries because that's a big problem. I mean, these batteries, they're full of a bunch of different chemicals and you can't just dump them into a landfill. They'll probably erode something. So I think that's a, that's kind of a positive note. At least, at least there's a way to get rid of them. So, but um so with that, what do you guys think? Like, do you guys think you're going to, of course, there's a lot of questions to be asked, but you think eventually if you learn more, do you think you're going to eventually own an electric vehicle? I mean, you guys already know my opinion. I'm, I'm all for it, but what are you guys' thoughts? Definitely. No question. I mean, even, even with the fact that I'm huge on the whole sustainability factor, Vincent hit on some some awesome points. At the end of the day, it seems like to maintain that vehicle, it would be much more cost efficient than if I had a car that needed gas. And from that standpoint, it makes sense. Like ethics aside, ethics aside, morals aside, values aside, like it's gonna save me money. And at the end of the day, people wanna make money and people also wanna make sure that they don't spend too much money. And this vehicle does that. I mean, I've, I've thought about this a lot. I would love to own an electric vehicle. I mean, I, 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 there's a lot of things that makes a lot of sense. Um, electric vehicles are very, very fun to drive. Um, what a lot of people don't know is the, the torque in an electric vehicle comes at zero RPM. In, in some turbocharged vehicles, it might come at like 1,200, 1,500, or maybe even in a, without a turbo or supercharger, like 4,800 RPM. That is to say, in other words, that when you accelerate, the power comes instantly. So it feels a lot quicker. It, it feels a lot faster. Um, they're, they're really quiet and they're really smooth. Again, like, like I said before, there's, there's, there's a lot less, I can imagine there's probably a lot less moving parts in an electric car. So just the power goes directly from the powertrain to the wheels. There's no like transmission or anything like that. I think actually in, uh, yeah, for most electric vehicles don't or have a single speed transmission, but there's less stuff for the, the power to go through, if that makes sense. Um, like, like Nate hit on, you know, like zero, zero emissions. Um, and then like the convenience of charging at home, right? Like you don't have to go to a gas station. Like you could just leave your car plugged in, ready to go the next day of 250 miles of range on, on some of these cars. I, I think the highest grade Teslas get like 300 or 400, something crazy like that. Um, 
So it's going to be really interesting to see, like, I wonder if home installation is going to get any easier. I, I want to, I'm really curious to see if home builders are considering the, the prospect of including electric vehicle chargers in the garage, like as part of like uh, their, their plan. I have no idea. That would um, be really convenient. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, don't to, no, you don't totally. have to go down to a gas station. You just literally do it in your garage. Absolutely. And like, yeah, it, it just makes, it, it makes a lot of sense. However, I, I, I'm also, I, I love gasoline cars too. There's a lot of uh, pros about a gasoline car as well. And like I said before, I think, I think gas, sorry, excuse me. Gasoline cars are, are here to stay for a very long time. Oh yeah. They're not going anywhere. I mean, no. we're always going to have gasoline cars. We're always going to have diesel cars probably. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're retro. If you guys, I don't know if uh, the listeners know, but we're all from the Detroit area and there's the, the Detroit Dream Cruise is, is a pretty big spectacle and you have a bunch of older cars there. And I, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think they're always going to be in people's garages and people are going to be working on them. So I think that's, a, that's something that's never going to go anywhere. But I definitely think the future is electric vehicles and also autonomous cars, even nitrogen cars. I mean, you look at Nikola, they, they created a whole hydrogen battery powered cars, and I think that's pretty cool actually battery powered truck <laughs> yeah. which is pretty cool those i'm very 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 excited to see because i don't know how efficient these diesel trucks are but from what te- when tesla unveiled their what oh, i forgot that the, the tesla semi truck that's what it is the zero to so not only are they more efficient they they're they're much much more quicker than the typical like diesel trucks and I, I'm very, I mean, they're, they're going to be expensive, but the, oh, range, yeah. but, but the range, <laughs> but the range is going to be crazy. Uh, the recharge times are going to be interesting to see as well. I'm really curious to see that. And, and, and just the, and how many they're going to make, because I, I think I'll be a huge step to making the environment more sustainable in terms of, because like those trucks, are like, like you see the black smoke, you know, coming out of like the, the diesel trucks and you're like, man, like, yeah, so it, that's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, and especially coming from Generation Z, is just like looking at that on the highway. You're like, oh my god, that is terrible for the environment. <laughs> I know, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so I think that's the good part about all of this is that at least you know they might be expensive, they might be a little questionable now, but um, I think they'll definitely be good for the environment and good in the long run. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and like we were saying before, you know, as, as more automakers start to increase their, their volume with electric vehicles and as more of these vehicles are released, um, I think the next step that they have to do is, is, is try to fix not only the range, but the charging times so that electric vehicles can be practical on a road trip. Cause let's face it, they're not like, if you're going from Michigan to Utah, that that would be very very rough in an electric vehicle because you have to you have to wait for you have to wait for a really long time for the car to recharge and it's just not very practical at all. So I'm really curious to see if, if ChargePoint does anything differently if they can come up with any solutions um, to make it um, much more powerful to charge up or sorry, not powerful faster to charge up. And because Tesla's got those superchargers and those are a very like those are only good for. Tesla cars, like that's just a great marketing tool that Tesla has. Just have those superchargers lying around everywhere. So it'll definitely be really interesting for sure. 
I'm, I'm really excited to see where, where the auto industry goes and, and, and if hydrogen also makes any developments within the, within, within uh, automotive as well, because to see that go mainstream would be really crazy. That would solve the issue of the refueling because hydrogen cars refuel very, very quickly. So we'll definitely see where that goes as well. If you enjoyed the discussion, please like and share the podcast on Apple and Spotify. The Spartan Journal podcast is part of Michigan State University's Wealth Management Association, a student organization whose goal is to inspire the next generation of financial advisors. The Spartan Journal news team releases a newsletter every Monday morning comprised of financial literacy and the week's market updates. Feel free to follow us on social media at MSU WMA and check out our website at MSUWMA.com. Anything heard on the MSU WMA podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice.